Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. Our primary focus is on the marriage relationship. However, the topics are applicable to the relationships that we value most. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. Well, we just wanted to welcome you guys to this episode of the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, but we're actually doing something a little bit different this week. Renee had an awesome opportunity to speak at the Women Out of Bondage Conference, and actually she gave them a message that we decided to air that instead of something that we would normally bring to you. So we hope you enjoy it, and I think she wanted to say a couple words before we get into the message that she gave to the ladies. Well, we just want to tell you we've not left the podcasting world. We are actually building for you our new course, which is a 10-week session broken up into two modules. The first module is for singles and married. It's called Identity Rehab, and it's really about helping you to unpack the pain of your past and understand who you are. And the second module is called The Oneness Code. It's for married couples only. So we're going to get into all the heavy, hot and heavy stuff towards the married couples session. But we just want you to know that we're not skipping out on you all. We're building something that we can all go to and we can all continue to grow and build our relationships. We hope that you guys will continue to listen to the episodes, share them, subscribe, like, leave us comments. Let us let us know your input how has rich relationship podcast helped you we'd like to know that and we just want to encourage you to enjoy this time together i hope you enjoy this message we want to say happy 25th anniversary to women on a bondage thank you for allowing me to share the message that god put on my heart this is episode number 84 for the rich relationship podcast and we just want to tell you we love you you're more than enough Okay, well, praise God, Valerie and Pastor Bill. I love you both. I thank God for God allowing our paths to cross. And I thank God for your relationships with each other, with your husbands, and most of all, with the Holy Spirit. Because I meet lots of people, and most people like to keep you at a distance because what they have isn't genuine. And I appreciate how close you guys have pulled me in such a short amount of time. And it goes, it's attributed to your relationship with the Lord. And so I thank God for you. And I'm so happy to celebrate 25 years with Women Out of Bondage. That's such a blessing. Um, again, most ministries, people don't understand the sacrifice of ministry. To do something for 25 years and not always see the results you would desire takes a lot of commitment and selflessness. And so I, I thank God for you. I thank God for you and your husband both. I thank God for all of you who participate and who are part of this ministry. But most of all, I just thank God for an opportunity to for women to use their voices to bring God glory and honor unapologetically and with boldness and with a sense of our identity being in Christ. And so I'm so excited about our time together. And I really pray that God would use this time. I, I really have just prayed when, when Pastor Bill per, first mentioned it, one another, one another, I was so excited because it's so important that we love one another. So as soon as she told me, I knew it was going to be, it's called permission to speak freely. So I pray that you all are ready and I'm excited about what God has put on my heart to share. Um, if you notice on the screen, you see Psalms 19:14. May my spoken words and my unspoken thoughts be pleasing even to you, O Lord, my rock and my 
Redeemer. So the theme of this message is really our spoken and our unspoken words. And so I want you to keep that in mind as we go through this journey. I hope that you're open to let God. I love when she prayed that she said um, correction and and learning and rebuke because I think a lot of times we need all of those to grow. And so um, I'm going to go to the next slide. This is the agenda. We're going to talk about God's word. We're going to talk about being hot. We're going to have some Q&A. We're going to um, have two Q&A slides. We're going to talk about who hurt you. We're going to talk about own it. We're going to talk about ways it. That's an acronym. Uh, we're going to talk about God's word again. We're going to have some. We're going to talk about our self-talk. We're going to talk about who told you that. We're going to talk about our decision board, and then we're going to end it with the enoughness of God. For those of you English majors, no, that is not proper English, but it is something that God gave me, and it's powerful for us to know that he is more than enough for us. So I hope you guys are having a great day. Is everybody ready? Could I get somebody to read this for me? Let's get um, the, the, the lady who prayed. Could you read this scripture for me, please? I love your voice. <laughs> Okay, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 and 18? Yes, ma'am. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the richness of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Thank you. Thank you for the power that you brought to that scripture and the life that you brought to it. Um, when I first got saved, this was a scripture that the person who led me to Christ, she explained to me that before I read the Bible, every single time before I read the Bible, I needed to read this prayer. So it's not just a scripture, it's a prayer. And this is the prayer that I have prayed as long as I've been a believer before I read the Bible. How many of you know this passage? Just raise your hand if you know it. I'm sure many of us know this passage and it's important that we do because the Bible says, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I won't sin. Again. So the next one is how many of, how much of this do we apply and the reason why this, this question is so important is because so many times we read the Bible, but we don't know how to apply it. And we only benefit from what we apply. I was doing my, my devotional this morning in um, Second Colossians, 2 Corinthians, and it, it talked about how basically it's not about just knowing it. We have to do it. And so it's really, really crucial that we begin to not just hide the word in our heart, but that we also walk it out. The part of that scripture, the reason why I had this part underlined, because I think so many times we think that the, the wisdom and revelation is for us to have the wisdom and revelation of the word. But the thing that God showed me is what I underlined. The purpose of knowing and understanding the Bible is so that we will know him better not just the scriptures. And so I think the difference between religion and relationship is that the goal of everything that we do is to know God better and for people to know us better and for us to know ourselves better. So we need to take the way that we apply this scripture is by making the focus of everything that we do to know him better, to know ourselves better and to know God better. I want to, we always talk about being hot. And so I want to start this off with us being hot.
And being hot means to be honest, open, and transparent. Those of you who've, worked, who've gone through our sessions before, you know that this is a really big thing. But this is in this application of it, I want it to apply to ourselves. We want not, we're not asking someone else to be hot. We're talking about us being hot. We want to be hot with God. We want to be hot with ourselves. And we want to be hot with others. We want to be true about who we are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I think sometimes as women, we think that we have to be perfect and we have to be strong and we have to have it all figured out and we have to always look pretty. That is not a realistic goal. A part of being open is being feeling safe to share how you think and what you feel. We need those people in our lives that we can do that with. We need it to be first God. We need it to be our spouses or our family or our parents because that's how you're really going to grow. You need someone that you can be open with. A part of being transparent is having the ability to share one of the things that Valerie said about me and everyone who knows me know um, there is uh, everything you see, what you see is what you get. I don't have another side. This is just me. Um, sometimes I can be a lot when people first meet me because I am extremely transparent. And the reason why I am transparent, because I realize that if I give someone a false sense of who I am, then when the real me comes out, they're going to be disappointed. So it's really important that we are hot, honest, open and transparent. So I want us to go into this part of our journey together with that in mind, that we're going to be hot with each other. We're going to be honest. We're going to be open and we're going to be transparent because to the degree that you are honest, open and transparent will be the degree that you experience freedom, liberty and, and, and transformation. We cannot be transformed if we are not being honest, open and transparent transparent. So this is the question I want you to ask yourself and we will have some time to either answer it. You can either answer it to yourself if someone feels comfortable answering it, but this is what I want you to think about. What is the one ongoing conversation that you have with yourself that is most destructive? Because I think a lot of times there's a lot of things going on externally, but ultimately the thing that affects us and impacts us the most is this conversation that we have on the inside of us. So I want you to think about that. I want you to let that mull over in your mind and, and be honest with yourself. You can write your answer down. Um, I'll have a time where you can answer. But I want you to kind of let that resonate in your heart. Because the question at the top says, who hurt you? Sometimes the person who hurt us is us. I know for me, um, because my parents were addicted to drugs and they were addicts, there was a lot of negative things that they said to me. And I had to go through a process of unlearning and unhearing and unbelieving the things that they said about me. But then there was another part to that. I had to let the word of God become what I said about myself and what I believed about myself. But then I also had to understand that I had to forgive me. I had to let go of the pain. And the, and the hurt. And I had to be willing to, to take steps towards really growing and changing. This is something that I live by. And it's very important that we all have um, our own set of values. And we all have our own set of goals. And we all have our own mantras. And we have our favorite scriptures. My favorite scripture is Romans 5.8. While we were yet still in sin, Jesus died for me. I love the book of Romans. I, I, I try to let that be how I model my life. But there's some things that we need to we need to own. And it's that I am responsible 
for how I treat people, not for how they treat me. And when I learned this, it was so liberating because I used to always say, well, they did this. And so then I can do that. And the Lord would take me to the scripture. May the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart be pleasing in my sight. But Lord, but wait a minute. But what about them? Well, they did this and they did that. And so the way that I was able to reconcile that scripture was I am responsible for how I treat people, not for how they treat me. And this is something that is, um, it takes time to process this because it's very easy for us as women because we are so emotionally driven to feel like there's a reason for us to retaliate or there's a reason for us to react or there's a reason for us to do evil for evil. But we need to own that we are responsible for how we treat people, not for how they treat us. This is something else that really helped me um, the first book I wrote was called Tragedy to Majesty. It was a devotional. I didn't even know I was writing a book. I was just mad and I was writing stuff down to keep me from getting in trouble. And one of the things, is, it says that when I learned to control myself, everyone around me changed. And that was something he gave me years ago. And then because I realized that every time I would go to the Lord telling the Lord about, well, if the kids would stop doing this, or well, if Gil would stop doing that, then I would be better. He was like, no, how about you only focus on you? How about you focus on your conversation? How about you focus on your tone? How about you focus on the way you do things? And that helped me. It freed me from trying to hold other people accountable for how I felt. Um, Ways it is there was a little girl. There's a video. You guys can look it up on YouTube. And it's and the little girl says, worry about yourself. And so whenever things will happen, even with some of my girlfriends, the people who are close to me, if they are talking about something, my thing is, weighs it. Worry about yourself. Because the father was asking the little girl, you know, the dad was driving. She said, well, she was trying to tie her shoes. And she said, no, I do it myself. I do it myself. And the dad was like, well, let me help you. No, no, I do it myself. I do it myself. And the little girl said, daddy, worry about yourself. And so I want us to have that conversation with ourselves when we tell ourselves, what about yourself? So I want us to weigh it because as women, we're confronted with so many opportunities to get out of character or to walk in the flesh or to demonstrate attitudes and tones and thought processes that don't bring God glory. And so as we begin to weigh it, to worry about ourselves. It makes it easier for us to one another one another because the way we one another us is going to be the one another way we one another others. My wonderful woman. Is your name Helen? Yes. Could you please read this for me again, please? Psalm chapter 19 verses 12 through 14. But how can I ever know what sins are lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. And keep me from deliberate wrongs. Help me to stop doing them. Only then can I be free of guilt and innocent of some great crime. May my spoken words and unspoken thoughts be pleasing even to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. When you hear that, what does that make you think about? I want to open it up. I want I want to I want to have a little dialogue right here. When you read that scripture, what does that what does that mean? Someone who feels comfortable sharing, what does that mean to you when you hear that? If 
if I can share, it makes me think that sometimes we're not really willing to look inside. And so I feel like the psalmist is saying, Lord, help me to see what's in there because I know it's hurting me. And help me not to do that. Help me to stop doing the things that are hurting me because the things that are hurting me, I then hurt others with. That's so beautiful. And and that is so exactly what it is. And I think that when we take scripture and we apply it to ourselves in a way, not just the promises, but the corrections, but the rebukes, we take them and say, Lord, what are you saying? And I love that you see that because the things that are lurking in my heart, there are things that are in the deep parts of our heart that it, it comes out. And so many times we think, oh, well, they made me do that or he made me mad or she made me mad. The only thing people can do is give what's inside, give us an opportunity for what's inside of us to come out. Um, I, I talked to Pastor Bill. I was my husband. And I were walking out the other day and I was trying to do too many things at one time. I'm 53 and I realized that I can't walk and chew gum now. I can't do five things at one time. And I was walking and I fell and I hit the ground and it hurt. But you know what I was the most grateful for? You know what came out of me? Ouch. I didn't start cussing. I didn't start getting, I mean, and and that showed me because when things, when we get bumped, when we get hurt, when we get knocked down, when we get uncomfortable, when we get tired, when we get stressed, what's inside of us will come out. And so it's so important. So I know that everyone's been fasting and praying and that's so critical to our development to our maturity to us walking the bible says without holiness none of us will see the lord and holiness is not not wearing makeup and not um wearing pants and holiness is that what comes out of you is pleasing in the lord's sight and so i have this you know i started this off with the may the words of my uh, my, my may my unspoken words and my thoughts be pleasing even to you oh lord so it's not just the words that we say it's the thoughts that we have and so if i had to give this message a second title it would be what is the internal dialogue that you're having with yourself what's your internal dialogue like that's what we need to be we need to be mindful of. So it's talking about self-talk. What you say and how you make others feel matters to God. Our words and our actions come from inside our hearts. So no, it's not menopause. No, it's not because you're on your period. No, it's not because they push your buttons. No, it's not because we're in a pandemic. It's because what's inside of us is going to come out. So you can't control all the external things, but we got to control what's inside of us, what's in our hearts, what's at the core of who we are. That's what we have got to begin to be mindful of in order for us to health have healthy relationships and to really one another one another in a way where it's beneficial i I love this um one of the poems that i wrote is called beauty beyond the mirror and so many of what so much of what we believe about ourselves is because someone told us that 
My mother would always say, you're stupid and you're dumb and you're fat and you're just like your father. And you're never going to be anything. And she would call me a B every day. That was just like her normal thing. So my question to you is, and to what I want you to understand is, your internal dialogue is either building or destroying your relationships. It's not what's outside. It's not the weather. It's not, you know, it's not because you gained weight. It's not because you lost your job. It's what is happening on the inside of you. And so I had to take what my mother said about me and I had to begin to let the word of God filter it out. I had first I had to acknowledge it was there because you, you can act. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. No, you're not. If someone said something that's negative, you have to begin to say, no, thank you. I had to learn how to really examine my heart and say, where did that come from? And why do I feel that way? So I had to become mindful of my internal dialogue. And so I want us to be mindful of our internal dialogue because it's either building us up or it's destroying us. So therefore, it's not just building us up or destroying us. It's also destroying the people that we're in relationships with. Because we do affect other people by what's inside of us. When I think of this scripture, Proverbs 11, 14, and 15, without direction, people lose their way. The more wise counsel you follow, the better your chances. Whoever makes deals with strangers is sure to get burned. If you keep a cool head, you will avoid rash bargains. The reason why that's important is because... The people that we hang around, the friends that we have, the, the, the conversations is so important. Right now we're in, in the middle of a pandemic and a lot of people are alone and then by their, they're by themselves and they're in isolation and they've pushed away from wise counsel. It's so dangerous to get into isolation. It's so dangerous to live your life on the island of autonomy. Because if we got ourselves there, then the, so like the first part of it is we have to begin to acknowledge it. We have to begin to unpack it and, and get it all cleaned out. But then we also have to then surround ourselves with wise people that we can follow. And it's not just following their social media. It's that you follow their life, that you, you, you are aligned with the life, with the values that they have. Because it's so important that we have people in our lives that will keep us on track. Without good direction, people lose their way. So my, so my next question is, whom have you given permission to speak freely into your life? Who's on your decision board? You know, I know everybody's really big on vision boards. I'm not. I'm not a, I'm a creative, artic, arty, artsy person. But for some reason, I'm not a vision board person. Because I realize that your decision board is more important than your vision board. Who are the people that you allow to say, and I know for me it was Claudette Copeland, uh, all the negative things that my mom said about me other than my husband. You need people at different stages in your life to speak life into your life. You need different people in your life that can say, girl, that's ugly when you do that. You need people in your life because no one is going to tell you anything God hasn't already told you. Prophecy is not that they're going to tell you something that God didn't tell you. Prophecy is that they're going to confirm what he told you. They're going to give you an internal check for what God said in the spirit. And so we need to be open to people speaking freely into our speaking freely life into our life. And sometimes speaking life into your life is saying, you know what? You that was not kind. You know what? That was not loving. You know what? That didn't bring God glory. 
And so we need those people in our lives to be on our decision board to encourage us and to help us because without a support system, without you know, you doing the, the heavy lifting, without you having God's word, without you having people that can speak into your life, we're never going to grow because we all have blind spots. We all have things that we just are not aware of. And the reason why God brings different people into your life is because they've had different experiences and different perspectives. And those different experiences and perspectives can be very beneficial to you. I think about with Valerie, when she and I first talking, I've always been, I believe in prayer and fasting. I believe it. It's the foundation of having a real relationship with God. And I remember her saying, you know, I, I had to get me some, uh, the Lord told me to order some um, communion because, you know, I, you know, we need to be doing communion more. And I follow her leading and I got that. And then guess what? The pandemic happened. I haven't been inside of a church for a year, but I, because I listened to wise counsel, I ordered those communion. And so guess what? That's something that we, so we need people in our lives who can strengthen us. You know, I, what I was trying to figure out with this whole course thing, I called Pastor Bill. Hey, how do you do this? How do you, how do you, how do you monitor? We have to stop feeling like we got all the answers alone. Because again, if you got yourself into this mess, I can guarantee you will not get yourself out by yourself. You need people, you need community, you need support. You need people on your decision board who are following after the Lord, who are walking in his word and who are, who have fruit to prove what they're saying. And so we need to make sure we're, we're mindful of that. So, so who's on your decision board? Think about that. Who, who have you given permission to speak freely? And you don't see the thing is, it, it says to whom have you permitted to speak freely? Cause see, we have people who are going to speak freely, but we didn't ask them. But the thing is, is that when people ask you, hey, could you share with your wisdom with me? I'm not what this is not saying is that we give information because, you know, I believe information unrequested is unreceived. If people don't ask you for wisdom, they don't give it. But at the same time, if they ask you and you have to know that you need it, you have to be willing to say, hey, this is the area I'm struggling in. Could you help me? I need your insight. I need your direction. We have to be open to that because that's just as much a part of our growing in Christ as reading the Bible and pray and worship. All of those are a part of us growing. So now I, I hope that um, when you think about one anothering one another, you know that it begins with you because we can only give what we have. We are only going to give people as good. Uh, we can only give out of what, we, what, we, what we've given. And the Bible talks about that. It's so important that we let God examine our hearts, that we grow, that we mature. And so this is what I call the enoughness of God. And it's something that he gave me because I realized that everybody was saying, oh, you're more than enough. Oh, you're more than enough. And I just said, that just seems like a, a misguided statement. Why are you more than enough? And so um, the enoughness of God, it means you belong to the God of the universe. The God who created heaven and earth and who raised Jesus from the dead and who created the earth and who made light and day and who makes organs work and who makes eyes see and legs walk and who keeps people from tripping, from busting their head and from someone from falling off a stool, from breaking their head and just so many things that, 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 that our God does. We belong to him. And if you don't, at the end of this, I want to give you an opportunity to belong to the God of the universe because without belonging to the God of the universe, you can begin to find your value in things that have no eternal value. You have enough stuff, ladies 
Listen, if you have more than four pair of shoes, you have enough stuff. If you have more than four pair of blue jeans, you have enough stuff. If you have more than four purses, you have more. If you have more than two TVs in your house, you have enough stuff. Value cannot be purchased. And this is something that it took me a while to learn because I grew up in Detroit and I grew up um, not having a lot. And so there was a season in my life where I felt like, well, if I carry this kind of purse, if I drive this kind of car, then I'll feel more valuable. And the Lord started really showing me that you have to find your identity and your value in me, not in things, because things pass away. Things can't give you purpose. They can't give you identity. And then the last one is, you know when to say enough is enough. You know how to set boundaries. And the thing that the Lord really helped me to understand is boundaries is an inward swinging door. Boundaries is not about you keeping other people away. Boundaries is about you knowing when to say stop. Boundaries is when you know how to say enough is enough. Boundaries is when you know how to say, you know what? No, I won't do that. And then, it, so what it means is you, so when you see this, it's everywhere. It's on our cups, it's on our t-shirts. You are more than enough in Christ Jesus. It's not that you're just enough because you're enough. You're enough because you belong to the God of the universe. You're enough because you know you have enough stuff and you're enough because you know how to set boundaries. And so when you see that you are more than enough, that is going to help you to better one another, one another. Because when I come understanding that I'm valuable and God created me and I have something that he has filled me with, then you can then pour that into other people. What we're trying to do is we're trying to serve people out of our brokenness. And so what we're doing is we're creating more brokenness. So we got to let God, we got to sit still and be still and let him heal the broken parts of us and let us grow and let us mature so that we can then give out of the abundance of what God has poured into us. And so I hope that as we think about the enoughness of God, that you understand who you are, that you're created in this image, you're created in this likeness. You're not trying to buy stuff because stuff is, um, that's a rabbit hole that you can get in the comparison trap. It's not about what kind of car you drive, what kind of purse you carry. It's not about your waist size. It's not about any of those things. It's about realizing that the value that we have comes from our relationship with God. And so this kind of just shows you where we are and how to connect with us. Um, I, I understand the, the sacrifice of ministry, and I also understand the importance of being available to people. Um, Valerie mentioned it. Um, we do. We have a podcast. It's called Rich Relationships with Gil and Renee. We're on all podcasting platforms. So if you want to listen to us, we're there. Because we realize for some people, they're never going to call us and talk to us one-on-one. Um, they're never going to be in a session with us like this on Zoom because some people have issues with that. Um, we just released our course Rich Relationship Refuge. It's a live virtual group and we have private sessions and it launches on May the 24th for couples. Um, we've already launched the identity part of it because we realize that a big part of what's wrong in our society is our identity is based on things that are not eternal. And so we're really trying to build people's identity in Christ Jesus. And so that's what we're working on. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. Why? Because we have to go to where the hurt people are and stop expecting them to come to us. And so I want to open it up now. If you guys have questions, you guys want to talk. I wanted to make sure we had time for that. And so this is just the way we can connect. And um, I thank God for the opportunity 
to share with you what God put on my heart. I pray that you would not just be hearers, that you would be doers. And I pray that you would share the love of God from the health of your heart and not for your from your need to be seen by other people. Because if you're giving out of the need to be seen by people, then we live, we're living for the applause. And God wants us to live for his purpose and his plan. And so I'm going to open up. You guys want to talk, have questions. Um, we can do it in order or however you want to do it. Anybody have questions? You want to talk? You have questions or anything? I don't have a question. However, I do want to commend you on such um, a much rich and needed um, conversation piece because one, it, you, you've confirmed so much for me about what God has been teaching and saying to me for four or more decades. Wow. And uh, hot is, uh, that's, that's something that does not come naturally. Um, and I say it does not come naturally because sometimes we can be transparent, but there is a way to be transparent. And one of the things that I, I honestly appreciate you saying is that we are not responsible. And this is what God has said to me many times. I am not responsible for how you treat me. I'm responsible for how I respond to you. Yes. How I respond to you is what is a reflection of the Christ that we say is within us. And what it said to me, because for years and years, I've gone through, came out of broken uh, a relationship, which began as a child um, at home. And so when we uh, continue to carry uh, that broken uh, baggage, it did not affect me the way that it affect, uh, may have affected others. My brother was not affected the way I was. So I'm saying that to say that oftentimes we become very callous and insensitive to how other people um, actually see us and then not realize that they too have brokenness in them. So when hurt meet hurt, you can only get hurt. Exactly. Uh, one and one only equal two. So what is in you, uh, what you have allowed to, uh, or what you have uh, uh, considered to be rejection, because it is a part of rejection, learning that even Christ was rejected. And what he is teaching and has been teaching me and is continually teaching me is that I was rejected. So if I was rejected, you're going to be rejected. But my rejection is not that of which the way Christ was rejected. Because what I'm issuing out is not godly in the beginning. It is simply the mere hurt and not wanting. And, and people, you know, we, we have to stop uh, um, uh, saying that, oh, it's not all of that. Yes, it is all of that. Because out of the issues of the heart, life flows. That's what comes out. So I appreciate you. I thank you uh, so very, very much, uh, not just for confirming, but also uh, um, the, the Lord um, bringing the sensitivity of us knowing that he is truly forever present. Yes. And it is him that we all, we, that we want to please. It is him that makes the difference. 
in how we present him. It's about his name. It's about his reputation. It is about what he only has the right, not us, because we didn't make ourselves. Amen. But the transparency, I, I am the same way. Uh, what you see is what you get. Um, if I get off on the wrong foot, you're free to tell me I've got to do something that I don't do. I've got to go to Facebook and Twitter and follow you. Oh, well, thank you. And God bless you. I, I love what you said about uh, rejection. Um, one of the things the Lord showed me about rejection, rejection is protection because rejection has nothing to do with my value. Rejection has everything to do with your preference. So just because I'm not your flavor, it doesn't mean that my flavor is not valuable. And so I had to realize that while people are not replaceable, they are interchangeable. So if I'm not your flavor, God will send someone that I am their flavor. And so that helped me to become confident in stop trying to be what people want you to be and be who God created you to be. The people who you're supposed to be attracted to, the people you're supposed to be in relationship with, they will be attracted to you just being you. And so I appreciate you for being for being transparent and sharing. And I love you. And I'm excited about what God is doing in all of our hearts because you're right. Hurt people hurt people. But guess what? Healed people can heal people. And that's what he's called us to do. Thank you so much for me. That was awesome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification icon to be notified when new episodes are posted on the podcast platform that you're listening from. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Gil Renee. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it could help someone that you know and care about, please pass it along and share it with them. And also, you can always send your questions and comments to richrelationships.us at gmail.com. This is a weekly podcast, and the new episodes are going to be posted on Monday by 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. Let's grow.